This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the Discussion 5. It's episode 43, in fact. Uh, The Discussion 5, of course, being where the brothers of Discussion talk the five most pressing matters for the Detroit Red Wings, coming to you every Monday and Thursday morning. Thanks again to the brothers of Discussion and the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, Hockey Podcast Network, every team, everywhere. Go to thehockeypodcastnetwork.com and at HockeyPodNet to check out every team, everywhere, every podcast episode for all 31 NHL teams and Tales with TR hockey podcast with Terry Ryan that's at Terry Ryan 20 he is former Montreal Canadiens first round draft pick talking about hockey bringing on various guests and shares tales of his life and professional hockey career and the hockey podcast network boasts a very that's a wonderful show uh the ice analytics podcast every Friday I have become a huge fan of that. If you want to get to know the numbers that you are talking about with your hockey buddies, uh, get to know them a little bit better on the Ice Analytics Podcast. Um, So today, what we're doing is speaking with the director and writer of the film Goalie, which, of course, uh, if you are listening uh, in the city of Detroit, you know that that had a limited release in the city of Detroit. Of course, the movie Goalie about Terry Sawchuck. Spent uh, most of his career with the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, if you're if you're a fan of the Detroit Red Wings, you know what's going on with Terry Sawchuck. But anyway, speaking with Adriana Maggs, uh, director and writer of the film, um, and uh, Mark O'Brien, who is the actor who plays Terry Sawchuck. And it is, guys, I'm telling you, it is the most wonderful conversation I've I've had in regards to uh, setting up uh, an interview and getting to know a couple of great folks and uh i i hate to say we we even hit record a little too late and we missed a, a couple wonderful ditties as we got to know uh mark and adriana but uh, i hope you get to know them a little bit better here and on february 25th um the movie goalie is getting its digital release so if you missed it in theaters you've got another chance to watch it on february 25th with the digital release, so I, I highly encourage you check out this film. It's something, as a Detroit Red Wings fan, you absolutely can't miss. Um, I actually go on to explain to uh, to Mark and Adriana, maybe I'm a little embarrassed at this fact, but, um, God, I, got, I, I, I cry easily. So I don't want that to deter from the fact <laughs> what this film did to me. I do cry easily, but um, it, it is very emotionally impactful. Um, if... if if not um, one of the most unique takes on a hockey movie, 
it, it definitely goes in the realm of being like the, um, without being as dark, but in the realm of like, take a, take a dark character, like the Joker from Batman. Right. And we know that he's maniacal and sinister and, and what have you. But then that movie Joker that came out, you're just like, holy fuck, that's a whole nother level of story and character with this, I think the so why I'm bringing up the movie Joker is I think we all have um, the background on Terry Sawchuk. Uh, we know that he died while he was uh, not while he was literally playing hockey, but while he was still being paid to play hockey. Um, it's a guy that that really went all out in his career, and um, I think I think a lot of the stuff is is romanticized when we go back and think about Terry Sawchuk. You you go back and see that picture of like oh this is a hockey player because you see all the scars on Terry Sawchuk's face uh, when you start to look him up, and um, I think that was originally a Sports Illustrated uh, article about Terry Sawchuk talking about the face of a hockey player. But um, this really dives deep into like the emotional and psychological aspects of Terry Sawchuk's life, uh, how he got to the point of being in a fight and that actually ending his life, um, the roller coaster of being traded between different hockey clubs, um, the idea of being a goaltender for a hockey team and what that means, like the um, sort of being able to be so easily thrown away or moved around and the psychological aspect of that. And even having kids and a wife and, and a full family and how that plays into, you know, trying to work your passion of being a hockey player, your passion of doing anything and having it measure out and balance with uh, with your home life. So all, all of that, uh, you know, obviously some lighter themes than what the Joker dealt with. But in that regard, I, th- I think we really get to look into like where the Joker let you look into the mind of a sinister villain and we are not calling Terry Sawchuk a sinister villain, but this lets you open the mind of a goaltender in the NHL. Maybe not of every goaltender, but a definitely unique story with Terry Sawchuk. And um, I think I think you might walk away from this too, feeling the same emotional feeling that I felt uh, when when watching this film. And uh, and again, getting to speak with uh, Adriana Maggs, who again is the director and writer of the film, and Mark O'Brien, who played Terry Sawchuk. I think you get some wonderful insight into how this affected them and what they like how important it was for them to tell this story of terry sawchuk and um and shoot uh you know they're they're doing they're doing the work and coming to speak to us so that um they can get the word out and i i after watching the film i could not be more happy and proud to tell all of you that uh, that i enjoyed the film and i i hope as red wings fans or as movie fans or as human beings uh you go out and watch this film that uh give you a little bit more insight on on human nature um so yeah uh with that i I want you to uh sit back and relax and enjoy this uh conversation of uh mike and i interviewing mark o'brien and adriana mags from the film goalie again digital release february 25th and yes we are jumping halfway through my brother mike's uh question to the team of adriana and mark so you'll collect the context clues and see where he's coming from. Um, and I, I think, I don't know if there's like a more perfect target audience uh, because we're both huge pro wrestling fans. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know <laughs> what your, what your feelings, uh, Adriana and Mark are regarding pro wrestling, but 
Uh, just watching Sawchuck, you know, going out there at the busted uh, wing, just covered in bruises, black eyes, his eyes popping out of his head. Um, and that's such a pro wrestling thing. Like, the show must go on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever seen, like, uh, Vince McMahon, the owner of WWE, had an instance where he's supposed to come out in front of a live, like, television audience. There's, you know, 20,000 people in the stands. And sliding into the ring, he tore both of his quads. Oh. And he oh still had God. to cut a 10-minute promo in the middle of the ring, and he still did it, like Sawchuck style. <laughs> it was pretty oh incredible. Oh, my God. Yeah. I did not know that. That's, that's insane. <laughs> when was that? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, was he, he wasn't. Eight? Yeah, uh, about, yeah, about, uh, no, actually, like 2003, he was supposed to oh, like, come right. out for a, for a pay-per-view event. And so there was no cutting away. Like, you can't go to commercial. It's a live show. So he just sat on his butt with his quads hanging off of his bones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, my uh, God. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if you two want to touch upon it. It's okay if you're not big wrestling fans, but just kind of if you want to talk about, like, how hockey players, they're not regular human beings. Um, <laughs> they're <laughs> real-life mm-hmm. superheroes. Like, the stuff they put their bodies through to, like, keep playing and – Especially with yeah, it's, well, yeah. I definitely didn't tear my quads uh, performing in the movie. Um, but, I didn't know um, if you had to do some method acting, you know, pop an eyeball out. You know. <laughs> Good God, no! Um, no, it is crazy because people always talk about like how much like you know athletes get paid, and and my response is always like, but the market dictates that. You know what I mean? Like that's how much the teams make, and then in in respect to how much that player is worth to how much they make. Yeah. Outside of wins victories it does mean something like i mean it is a business so i always kind of find it funny when people are like oh they're overpaid i'm like well no that's what the market dictates and also these people like it never ends they take like two three weeks in the summer like to like relax and then they're back at the gym like in hockey in like july they're at the gym like getting ready for training camp three months away like uh, the toll is 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 crazy it was a bit different uh, back back then back in the 50s and 60s and even 70s and 80s Training camp, a lot of players would come to training camp to get back in shape. Um, whereas nowadays they're kind of training beforehand just because I think the level of competition is, is just really increased over time and advances yes. in sports technology. But like, but what was crazy is back then is that the, the equipment they used wasn't that great. Um, you know, those pads get waterlogged. Um, the skates were, were uncomfortable and they were brutal. And it's a brutal sport to not have proper equipment with. So that alone, I, I think, made it crazier. Even though there's a bit more training today, I, I think the the health and risk factor was yes. through the roof. Can you imagine, can you well, imagine back also, then, like, saying load management to those guys? <laughs> That's such a, like, common sorry, phrase in sport. Oh, load management. That's such a common oh, yeah, thing, yeah, like, yeah, in yeah, basketball. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm only going to play well, 40 no games this goalie. year. Yeah. Well, there's no backup goalie, so exactly. there's no load benefit. It's <laughs> the load. You are the goalie, and too, here's the load to carry. Like if it, when it, they didn't have training camp, and they they had more than two weeks off, but then they they didn't get paid that much, so they had to go work in bars or as car salesmen. So they didn't, they still didn't get a break. You know what I mean? And yeah, they had to get back in shape, but it's probably because they were around like cigarette smoking bars and stuff like that the whole summer. Probably yeah. better. At least yeah. there. At least your life is that and health, and there's no other pressure to kind of get an, a different job in the yeah. off season. That kind of passion and love, where I mean, you have to do like your day job and take care of a kid, and then you moonlight as a professional hockey player 
is just <laughs> insane. It, it's that's why it's so funny. Like to come to our show for this, like there's so many pro wrestlers too who would do that. Um, they had day jobs, um, you know, oh, yeah. families, and then they would fight well, in the bingo uh, hall for like five people. I don't know how much you guys yeah. follow NHL, but this happened last night. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that was incredible. Goalie, David Ayers. I mean, he's the guy's a Zamboni driver, and, and he's a practice goalie. <laughs> and then he goes out and he plays the game. It was like, oh, it's like uh, it's like the, the 50, 60 all over again. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah, I, I actually love the aspect because uh, I, I did want to bring that up with you guys. But um, one of the things you know this film focuses on is uh, that that business side of of the NHL. And then Ayers coming in, wearing his Marley's goalie mask last night, <laughs> playing against yeah. the Leafs. And it's like, well, no, that's, that's the bit, that's the team, that's the organization I'm playing for. So I'm not letting any buy. <laughs> it's just incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. It's wild. I didn't realize at first when they, because, you know, I was, just, I was actually, I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan. I was actually watching that game. And then. I was seeing on Twitter and I was seeing in between periods they were talking about, I was like, what is this Zamboni driver thing everyone keeps talking about? Right. I thought it was a weird euphemism for something. I was like, what's going on? And then I was like, and then I assumed, I didn't know the game was in Toronto. So I thought it was in Carolina. So I was like, oh, he's the Leafs. He's the Marlies, actually, Zamboni driver. I was like, oh, that's, that twist is just fantastic. I was like, what, uh -huh. a great, what, a, what a great surprise ending to that story for me. I can't believe it made you change over from the Habs. <laughs> no, I still didn't watch the game. I watched the highlights. You never. <laughs> yeah, I still never will turn off a half game yet. Well, let's get into that. Um, where'd you guys start out? Uh, we'll go a little bit deeper into that Habs love. Uh, that's actually like me growing up. I, I was an original Six fan thanks to my dad and thanks to my grandpa. So we grew up in Detroit. I uh, obviously grabbed hold onto the Red Wings and then uh, Habs just fell in there because I, I don't know. I, I love the jerseys. I, I know I'm supposed to say the Red Wings have the best jerseys ever. Uh, but I, 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 I'd have to confess, I actually own more Montreal Canadiens jerseys than I do Detroit wow, Red Wings jerseys. Wow, good man. Good yeah, man. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much good or goodwill I'm actually bringing to the show right now, admitting that, because I think that's the first time oh. I've said that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I knew that. What are we doing together? <laughs> yeah, no, oh, nobody's allowed guys, in that closet. You guys, a, you guys were good for like 23 years. You can say whatever the hell you want. I think <laughs> that's true. The, the wings are <laughs> like they're, and now they're going to get the top pick. It's just going to come back around again. Oh, fingers crossed. You're all good. Please, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just oh, uh, I we just warned uh, the other the other uh, podcast hosts to, to have my in memoriam ready. If uh, we end up getting that fourth pick, because I just don't know. How I'm gonna take it. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I want to uh, hear about your guys's uh, growing up. Uh, I mean, what, where, where uh, I think, were you guys both from Newfoundland? I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Well, uh, interesting. You guys know, I mean, Adrian, you take it away, but like, you know, Adrian's dad wrote a book of poetry uh, about mm -hmm. Sawchuck. Yeah, yeah. My, so my hockey, I'd say my hockey uh, history is different from yours, probably Mark, but because my uncle was on the Chicago Blackhawks. Like he started with the WHA, but he ended up in the NHL um, on the Chicago Blackhawks. So I kind of just so cool. grew up with the lore of hockey and, you know, uh, my dad actually taught him how to play. He, my dad was older and he taught my uncle how to play. So I think he always had this kind of, you know, nagging uh, love for the game. And um, 
and then he ended up, yeah, he wrote, it is, it's poetry. It's not like rhyming poetry, but it's poetry that he wrote based on, uh, on going to Detroit and interviewing all kinds of players that played with Sajak. And the interviews are just beautiful. They're, it is poetry, but it's like a sound poem, I guess. And he just let these um, players talk. And then he kind of, you know, they were older and they had so much time to reflect on, on, on that they were warriors once and that they, they, you know, what they thought of Sajak at the time and then what they, what they thought with 30 years to kind of reflect on him. So it was a beautiful book and my sister and I loved it so much. So we just asked him if we could adapt it into a film because we're both filmmakers. So that's how we came to it. And then we begged Mark yeah, and I. <laughs> my <laughs> my dad plays played just like you know um recreationally but he was a really good player and then he put me in hockey when i was seven and i had no interest absolute zero interest um and just because it seemed hard i mean that's the thing about hockey it's 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 such a difficult sport to learn i mean it takes five years to be a decent skater and then it takes another two or three years to be able to skate backwards and then you gotta learn how to yep. backhand yeah. and, and slap shot and wrist shot and then and the pace and then learning checking, like it was so crazy. So I think I just found it too daunting of a task. Even at seven, I was like, mm, this is going to take too long. Um, <laughs> but then I started to just really love it. I was just like, became obsessed with it. And then I started watching it a lot. And then like I said, like, you know, I'm a pretty busy person. And I still say at 82 games, I probably watch 65 halves games a year. Like at least like I'll be on set yeah. in between takes watching the game. Like, it's so it's it's just like my my favorite thing to do i still play three times a week and um and it's one of those things like you look back on it's like thank god dad just wanted to put me in something and it's just it and and it's weird you see weird and you know we've obviously been doing a decent amount of press for the movie and and as you talk about it more you kind of i kind of realize a few things that i was like you know hockey and 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 this business has a lot of similarities because they're both something that's like you're trying to achieve a goal that's that's kind of a group effort that everyone's collaborating. There's a mm-hmm. lot of creativity to it. And you're, you know, it's a whole team pulling together. And then at the same time, it's a business and you mm-hmm. can't escape the fact that it's a business. There's no point in trying to escape it because if it wasn't a business, it wouldn't exist. So you need to respect that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you're hot one day and you're not the next and, and it's, and you get rejected and you get disappointed and, and then you have to just move on literally the next day. So it, it's, and, yeah. it is funny it's so similar. I've been realizing that more and more and the creative aspect. Like I was, you know, when you watch, you guys know, when you watch Pavel Datsuk with the puck, you're like, that's not just some athlete. That's a creative person. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to be able to do that kind of stuff. So you really see the similarities and uh, I guess I'm just noticing more and more. That's oh, I interesting. Love- Cause I, I think too, like the, there's an aspect of you're supposed to be this really amazing, happy, glorified together person when you're, you know, in, in whether you're an actor, whether you're a hockey player and the <clears throat> fans cheering for you or the fans loving you is supposed to, is supposed to be, you know, make you absolutely happy. And I think what, what we're exploring is maybe that, that, that sometimes it does, but sometimes it just can't, you know, fill, fill those holes, whether it's. Yeah. And also when you're regarded so high, I often think about this because, because I'm regarded so high. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean when, when, so, when, when someone is, I always think about it. Like, I'm like, like for Sachuk, for example, like 
you know, his first five seasons in the league were off the charts. Almost any sport, those first five seasons, you can compare that with anybody. Like Jordan, go down the list, Chamberlain, like whoever, and you're like, my God, those first seasons, the, the stats are just unbelievable. Um, so how do you, when you're being told you're the best, how do you, what do you do after that? Like, I don't understand what you yeah. do next. Like, it must be so hard to just... Um, Maybe panic and worry right. about going down. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's what people do. Like, I, I just read something, actually, that Scorsese wrote this uh, note to Bong Joon-ho, who just won all the offers oh, yeah, for yeah. Power yeah. yep. And he said, like, enjoy the moment, take a break, but get right back to work, was, like, the advice <laughs> that Bong Joon-ho said he got from Scorsese, <laughs> which is great, because he's like, don't bask in it too fucking long. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? No, <laughs> rest <laughs> on your laurels, yeah. One of my uh, yeah, favorite so podcasts uh, to listen to is... Um, if uh, obviously everybody has heard of Conan O'Brien, but he's got one. Uh, Conan O'Brien oh, yeah. needs a friend. It's such oh, yeah. a good show. Uh, he it's actually, really my my wife described it perfectly last night to someone else. We were telling. So this is this tells you now. This is two days in a row, right? I'm I'm telling two other people to listen to it. Um, but what he does is he he matches like uh, the energy of whoever's on his show, and it's not always about humor. Uh, but what it always comes back to is that like the fear in you that once you have success that you've got to keep uh you know now he's got to to the exact point of keep working to find that next big thing now he's got a podcast that's doing fantastic but now his fear is like this is doing too well because now i'm gonna do in another couple years i'm gonna need to come out with the next conan o'brien podcast but i, I yeah I, yeah it's right. it, it turns into yourself. a Exactly. It turns into a theme on, on his show. And it's, it's something that is eye-opening for me because he has amazing guests on that show um, at the caliber of, of Scorsese. And just to hear everybody reiterate like this idea, like, yeah, I have success now, but ultimately I go to sleep thinking about what am I going to do tomorrow? <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's yeah. something, even as me and my brother go through this, this podcast journey where um, we, we may have only alluded to this point, but we also have a pro wrestling podcast on top of our Detroit Red Wings podcast. If, <laughs> if you didn't gather that, right? I figured, I figured there might be one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, but it's like, all right, if this starts to work, like that's, that's where we already, it, it's, it's like a good, it's a good recipe to like continue to take in. Cause it's like, if we, if we do want to keep going, if we do go full bore into this podcast journey we just know that that's not even a little bit of success you've got to look for that that next thing absolutely yeah. and i think or i think maybe instead and i i hope this is kind of what the movie we were, we were making was i think that terry sajak was a bit haunted and empty and sad and i think that he you know he kind of thought okay all i have to do to kind of make all this sadness go away is i stop the puck and and mm -hmm. and then when he did that and the fans were maybe he felt better and then and then you keep i don't want to say chasing the dragon because i think that's a reference to drugs but you keep chasing that that same thing and yeah. and i feel like that's probably where Conan O'Brien is, is like you're chasing this you have to get better and better but I I kind of think in at least in our movie we explore the fact that he didn't necessarily pay that much attention to his wife or his kids like you know what I mean and if you have more balance that other things have to become important not just your success you know what I mean well and you have to accept 
you have to accept falling down too, because no one's going to have 82 shutouts every season. No one's going to get a no hitter every game. Like it's just not, it's just not going to happen. It is possible, but it's implausible. So it's like, it, it's just not really going to happen. So you got to treat it all as the same. It, it's, it's mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. Like, Someone told I was I actually did a movie I had a small part in a movie with Nick Offerman and I remember we were we were talking about like life and everything and I remember he was like the highs and the lows you have to literally look at them as the same and your take on it is the only thing that's different so a low right. is not necessarily bad it's just a different thing and I was like oh that's really true because if you won all the time you'd be bored like if the Red Wings won eighty two yeah. and zero yeah that'd be fun but the next season if they won eighty two and zero you'd be like all right. <laughs> 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 You just kind of go, and I think, I think like what you said, Adrian, like, I think, I think every goal Terry let in destroyed him. Like, I think every time he let him one, it just ripped him apart and it, and then it tore apart everything else. And, and you know, it is, it is kind of chasing the dragon in a way. I mean, you know, it is that thing. It's like, yeah, I think think that's, that's true. It's just, it depends on how you define like what the drug is. Cause then we're, we're essentially talking addiction and here, like, I, I could definitely make the argument. I'm addicted to hearing my own voice because I've got two, two <laughs> podcasts. Three, three podcasts. So it turns out, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they might um, come up with a new name for a dysfunction for you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think I have it too, but. Yeah, if, you, if, uh, if we find a way to name it after me, I'll, I'll definitely see those numbers kick up in the old uh, <laughs> <laughs> audience play there. Um, yeah. but no, you it, can you listen guys... to him suffer from hearing his own voice. He's got yeah. podcast. <laughs> but you guys, the, the film also touched on, uh, you know, taking that, that idea of, of Terry quitting. And I, I think um, that was one of the, the talking head points, too, is they, they mentioned how many times... Um, which again, I, I, a, a side note, very interesting uh, and, and lovely way to throw together like um, the montages is to have those talking head points in between. I, I just thought was brilliant. Um, I, I loved it because it gave it like a like an ESPN 30 for 30 kind of feel. Mm-hmm. So you, you get that real feel in the middle of the, the, the narrative. But um, to go beyond that, like talking about Terry Sachuk trying to quit so many times and keeps coming back is it, it it was heartbreaking and and as we were talking before the show about our own our own kids and it was just it's heartbreaking to see the poor guy couldn't find the happiness in that and it it kind of i don't we're, we're a hockey podcast shoot we do a wrestling podcast but like the philosophy <laughs> of, of yeah. the human well, nature to to yeah. not be satisfied is it's it's kind of scary well, to see fun. yeah go ahead it's funny, like what you're saying, because my wife Georgina, who plays Pat in the film, who's fantastic, she she always says to me because I I'm, I work a lot, like I'm kind of a workaholic, I'm kind of, because I love it too, and I'm just like I like I'm just a movie fiend and yeah. and all that kind of stuff, and and sometimes if things don't go exactly the right way, I'll get like you know I'll just get like frustrated or whatever, and she always says she's like, eventually things are gonna go good again, so wouldn't you rather have been happy during this time rather than look back and be like oh I was pissed off when it was going to get good again anyway. And it's funny with mm-hmm. Terry, like when he played in 67, when he won with the cup with the Leafs, I mean, Adrian, you can say like that was the happiest time he ever was like on a team. He, he loved it. He loved playing with Johnny Bauer 
And it's like, dude, you were upset all this time, and then you end up having these, this great time in Toronto. Like, so why have been upset all that time before? It's yeah, it you look back sad. on the time. Yeah, you look back on it, and you're, and and it's such a waste that you didn't. It's because you don't know what the future holds, and you you're terrified it holds nothing. I guess. You know, God, that is so beautiful. All right. Uh, Well, with that, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to bring you all (laughs) day. I checked. I checked, guys. The future does hold nothing. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) We're from a province where the economy is bad. So it's like you've got jobs are everything. And that, and you have to take every job because there may not be any more jobs. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wonder if we were like that philosophy permeated our brains growing up. Well, I mean, oh, yeah, I we're both, we're yeah, both, I mean, we're outside of Detroit. Uh, so uh, so we, we don't, we have no yeah, idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Things are really on the upswing. Uh, uh, they actually, they actually <laughs> are uh, doing, doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> Now, all, all the podcast fans, uh, hang on, we're we're all we're all happy. We're <laughs> um, yeah, it's all good. I, it's all good. I, I did want to ask too about because uh, some of the you know we we get kind of excited being from Detroit, and um, I mean everybody knows some part of the story of Detroit of like I mean I mean we we throw the joke out there about us not doing so yeah. well, and I think that's usually the part that people <laughs> are are familiar with. But uh, even just seeing the glimpses of Detroit in this film. Uh, you know, it's it's always something that we hold on to so dearly. Every time there's a movie that has us in it, um, I, we really latch onto it, and that that's something that uh, I want to make sure all the Red Wings fans know out there. Of there, there are some some wonderful pieces in this story that really talk about uh, the good nature of the city of Detroit, like Terry getting that that pair of shoes, and I, I just I wondered. Um, like if well i feel like he found a family there you know Absolutely. i feel like he kind of missed the kind of you know you're it's a team and sometimes when you're on a team you get traded but i feel like it's almost like he didn't didn't acknowledge that it's that he found his family there and he never wanted to to leave that family i guess in the original six they traded less right you were on the team for life kind of but i think he loved detroit and that's where he found his home yeah it was incredible to think to a guy that had so much success in detroit did end up i mean yeah a considerable amount of his career was in detroit but then to get moved around as as much as he did and uh you know i i you, you go back to the the other part of the story here with uh with jack adams uh played by kevin pollock absolutely love him love his podcast too he's He's wonderful. Yeah, he's got a great podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mark, you were on it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very great. cool. He's, he's the, yeah, he's the quickest. He's so funny. Like, he's just so yeah. fast that I couldn't even keep up. I don't even know if I spoke during it. What was that work uh, like working with Kevin Pollack? He's great. I actually knew him um, previously. Uh, just kind of, we did a movie together where we we just had one scene together called The Front Runner, and and he had seen me on a couple series I'd done before that, um, and he was a fan of them. And he was uh, the show Halt and Catch Fire, and this other show called The Last Tycoon. He was so he you know he kind of just talked to me about them and how he really liked them. And then when um, when you know. The movie was doing that. I sent him a text and everything. I was like, you know, I think 
they they're offering you this movie. It'd be really fun and stuff. And he was great. It was really easy, wasn't he, Adriana? Like he was just really that, that's, chill. Yeah. And, it was it was amazing. I mean, I didn't really have much to do with Kevin. I just <laughs> had to. It was like he just gave and gave, and he improv and like some of the humor that's in that movie is stuff that he just brought to it and we just tried to keep what made sense now there was some, <laughs> he just had a line that he would change every single time and he brought like a beautiful lightness to it that was incredible and yeah so we we the reason Kevin Pollock was in the movie was because of Mark and Mark's relationship with him so we were really lucky to get him well actually that that <laughs> I brings up uh, I, I did have a follow-up then in that in that regard because you kind of you, you you gave me half the answer there. But I, uh, Mark, your your interactions where it's it uh, with Kevin where you guys are doing like the father son talks. Uh, you're in that restaurant near the end of the movie. Um, just got it, it. It it was killing me because it felt like I was watching uh, <laughs> me and my dad talk about you know future and stuff and even though Jack Adams character is pushing away that idea that you know uh, being the father figure um, I just I, w- what do you guys do to and I know I'm talking about the craft of acting and I am nowhere near having any step towards like what's going on so I could be way off base even asking this question but um, how much does your own relationship uh, go into making sure that that scene is as fantastic as it was? And uh, and what do you guys do to prepare to make sure that that, that is going to go down and have that that beautiful feeling that a guy like me watches it? And yeah. I'm like, oh, did my you, God. Did you accidentally call Kevin Pollack dead? I think is what he's getting <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but it wasn't accidental. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he asked for permission. Yeah, and it's continuing. Um, by the way, if you're listening, hi, Dad. No, he, he's just. I, I think that that uh, that's a beautifully written scene. I, I always really like that scene, and and I think that he he's just a really good. That was his first scene, actually. That was the first know, scene that he shot. Oh I wow! Didn't want to admit. Yeah, yeah, that was his first. What scene. an icebreaker! Yeah. Yeah, and he. But you know what I, I, I've, I've noticed over the years, too? It's like, it's funny. They do these things all the time. I'm sure you guys have heard of them um, called chemistry tests, chemistry reads, to mm-hmm. see, like, you know, this person, this actor with this actor. And I've always found it to be quite silly uh, because if the actors are good, they create chemistry. There's never something where it's it's like, oh, wow, like, you know what? Brad Pitt and Tommy Lee Jones just didn't work together. It's <laughs> like, and you can go on, uh, on different, much smaller levels like, like myself, but anytime I go to act with someone and if they're good, it's like they're, they just give you so much. So there's nothing to be done for me in that scene except just knowing the script, knowing the part really well, knowing where he's at at this point, and then just knowing that Kevin is great. So I'm like, how whatever I can bring to it is going to be better right now because he's so good. Um, that's and, the way. I and we couldn't afford, scenes. we couldn't afford chemistry chemistry tests. So, so that <laughs> climax <laughs> of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just a Yahtzee roll. Hey, we got it. That, right. that, <laughs> you know what was that? You know what was really unfortunate is is that was Adriana's direction before the scene. All right, guys, we couldn't afford chemistry tests, so... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Action. If it works, yeah, the movie yeah. will be good. If it doesn't... <laughs> so, yeah, as, yeah, then we'll see. As a couple of pro wrestling fans, what I'm picturing then is after you made the announcement that you couldn't afford the test, that's when Kevin Pollack kicked the door in and walked in and was like, ah, I got this role. Okay. Um, uh, Kevin Pollack was, like, coming from Los Angeles, and he came... <laughs> 
and it was Sudbury and it was a blizzard and he was in, I'm sure a coat and boots he'd never worn in his life. He, it was like this humongous <laughs> jump coat. I mean, he just looked like, where am I and where am I leaving? <laughs> yeah. But he was wonderful, wonderful. Well, I, I do, I don't know how much more time you guys have, but, um, and I don't want to put my brother on the spot here. But uh, uh-huh. Mark, we we were thrilled. But he's gonna to... sing. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Mike, <laughs> could you sing your song? Uh, Mark, we were thrilled to get you on the show because my brother's favorite movie, or at least Mike, it's got to be in your top ten, right? Oof, you're gonna do this? Yeah. yeah. I, I I mean, uh-huh. I, I really like uh, Tim. Uh, gosh, I hope I don't butcher uh, Tim uh, Ch- uh, Chang, the Arrival writer. Um, Ted Chang. Oh, Ted oh, Chang. Oh, sorry. Eric yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Ted gosh. Kang. Oh, the short story writer. Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he just uh, put another book out, and I've been geeking out doing that all weekend. Uh, I, I didn't really have any questions prepared for this, but... Um, Sorry. This is where I was like, I'm going to put <laughs> yeah. Mike on the spot. I mean, it's it's his absolute favorite movie, and I, I just... I, I think really, I, I just wanted to let you know that it, it's something that... Uh, I, I didn't know if my brother was going to go out and say it, so I wanted to do it for him. But that's why we were so excited to get you on. Was that 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 is a movie that uh, stuck with with my brother for so long? No, and, and yeah, it really sticks oh, with me so for a couple of reasons. Like, not I mean, the alien thing is 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 fun, but like uh, Adriana, <laughs> you were talking about um, you know your dad doing poetry, and part of the reason I love Arrival so much is it explores that like creation of like language and written word, yeah. and it's yeah. it's just it's just the thing that that grows and transcends from person to person um and the way you can communicate even outside of species um so it did a lot for somebody who likes to produce written work and you know i'm sure that i guess i would be shocked if your father could not appreciate that movie because it's it's just something that i would every poet would really like take to heart like yes yes i watched that movie on the plane and i think it was probably a great movie but whenever i watch a movie on the plane i am a sobbing mess oh, I don't no. know. <laughs> is that a is that a thing no <laughs> no that... it's not now we need to come up with a word for your dysfunction <laughs> plane sobbing i, yeah, I was I hoping it was a, i was hoping it was a good thing for everyone and then we, anytime critics watch your movie you can get them to do it on a plane and then it seems amazing just <laughs> epic <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, it's a no, he. That, it is. It is really well done, and I mean, just the studio. I, I, I like to have taken the chance on a linguistic alien movie. is is pretty wild. Um, <laughs> You're but right. I, yeah, it, it's just so crazy. <laughs> but that got turned. They got turned down everywhere. Like you know, um, they they pitched that everywhere, and then finally, I think it came back around. And Paramount ended up doing it, and it was it's it's wild that it was made because when we were making, it, I was like, this is so indie kind of. Yes. And yet this alien story and um and Denis Villeneuve is is the most wonderful person you you yes. could ever meet like he's such a great director and he's just the nicest guy and you wouldn't know it, but he's he's kind of a goofball he's he's really funny really? like silly silly funny and it was just such a great experience to be the, a, a part of something like that the french like it's such a generalization but the french just do strange things like strange movies yeah. and, they, and they just work it's it's there's no kind of oh this is what the market demands there's a there's a freedom from that i find and he makes it work certainly yeah, yeah and sure. he also does like two takes like you know it's 
he hires really good people around him and, and then, and then like he's you. just really clear. Yeah. He hires one good person on that. One. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amy Adams, whatever. No, he, he, he <laughs> really right, does right. have, he has great crews and he, and who understand his thing. And he fought for that to be shot in Montreal. He wanted his crew. Um, right. and everyone just yeah. respects him so yeah. much that everyone oh, wants right. to go but work for him so much because yeah, he's a great director, but it's, it's also what a great man he is that I think yeah. people just want to be around him. I mean, I know what? I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, uh, um, you know, like that, that movie did such a great job exploring like those, uh, like the, the nuance and like the, the, like tiramisu level of layers that can be in anything you say, you know, even like uh, goalie first one out. You know, is it just that he's yeah. the first one on, on the ice? Is he, you know, gosh, in this movie, he was, you know, one of the first ones getting traded as soon as there's, you know, an issue. You know, is he the first one to blame uh, whether things go poorly or, you know, go well? Um, so it, yeah. it, it, for me, it just really kind of pulled yeah. you back and showed you all those different definitions for one tiny little phrase or even one little word. Um, I, I, that's why I yeah, just like, love it so much. Mean? What is weapon? And is weapon bad or can it be good? Like... There's yeah, so many, yeah, there's tool. so many rabbit exactly. holes Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, that's cool, man. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then I'll, I'm going to take another pivot here after I go way off track. <laughs> yeah. um, Is it about the WWE? No, no, no. <laughs> it, it's it's going to be, uh, well, obviously you see uh, my brother and I have some some good chemistry. So Adriana, you know where I'm going with this. Um, you you getting to work with uh, your sister Jane and, and writing yeah. this. Uh, what did that what did that mean to you? Because I know from our perspective, me and my brother and uh, having to talk to each other three times a week to do all of our podcasts. Uh, it's it's an absolute joy. Uh, and I said had to. Maybe that's a Freudian slip, but <laughs> I knew it. I freaking knew it. I knew it. All right. Oh, but ahead. yeah, I, I was hoping to get some insight and maybe maybe uh, find out that there there's hope for me and my brother sticking around as a as as a podcast group for the next ten years. But yeah, how, what was that like working with Jane? I I mean I I really love working with her. I um we have a similar voice, I think, so we don't. Um, it's like sometimes you can work with somebody and, and they're not quite getting what you're saying and it can, it can work against itself. And I always say like, you know, the best things that are ever going to be made are, are going to be when, when people all know exactly what you're making and that doesn't happen very often. So we, we work together as much as we can. And, and, and honestly, we work with Mark as much as we can. Like my first film, I, Mark was in it. And uh, in Jane's first play, Mark was in it. So we always felt like Mark understands the tone that we want to communicate. It's very, it's very, it's really, really kind of cool. So, um, so we had a great time writing it together. And yeah, then she moved to LA, and I'm still in Toronto, so I'm kind of mad at her right now. <laughs> I, I know we have we like usually live like within a couple blocks from each other. So I think I'm gonna have to go and move to LA just. Just this is probably not a good time to tell you that me and Jane are working on something just the two of us. Without uh, me. Ooh. Yeah, oh, no. Just LA finding out, Adriana? No, I'm joking. I, I love it when you guys do. It's so easy and funny and, and great. And it's the best. Yeah. There's something about, yeah, there's something, I don't know what it is, but there's something about, I love when something's funny, but also meaningful. And I think that's something that Mark 
that you understand, that Georgina understands, that, you know, and that my sister and I like to do. So, yeah. It was yeah, and it's fun. You want to enjoy yourself on set. Like, we had, we there was never, I don't think we ever even disagreed, like, on anything. No. The whole one time you were sick, and I was disagreeing that you had the flu. I was like, no, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> What are you no, talking about? Yeah, What's going on over there? Actually, this is what you're you Get in that scene, yeah. <laughs> Lights them up, yeah. That's the scene, the first scene I have with Kevin in the movie, like chronologically yep. in the movie. And I was, I had a fever, and I did, I don't remember getting home that night. I really don't remember. It was like but, I went to a rave. But we were trying to say, we were like, you don't have to do this scene where you're walking back on down a hallway. And Mark insisted on doing it because he knew what angle Terry Sachuk's wrecked, shattered elbow was going to hang at, and he needed to walk down a hallway with, you know, the perfect Terry Sachuk walk. He wouldn't even let us stand and do it. So that's pretty devoted. Like, that was pretty amazing. Well, well when you're high, you make crazy decisions. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I remember Kevin Paula came in that scene, and he was like, you are you are the color gray. I was like, ah. Yes. <laughs> I know. Well, that plays yeah. that plays up well. A little bit easier for the makeup artist on that too. It's uh... <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. Yeah. It's a good thing there wasn't like a rumors of this coronavirus at that time because oh jeez, oh. just got back. <laughs> we were on the, the top plane. of the list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was quite crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that seems like a fun subject to yeah quarantines yeah, yeah. Okay. I, um, let's talk about inevitable how do you guys feel about quarantines i do want to give you guys uh an opportunity to do the uh the the regular old um i guess how can we how can we make yeah, sure what do you want to figure out what do you guys yeah we're finding on, goalie because I know, I know it's been released in Canada uh, uh, limited uh, back in March uh, last year, but I, I believe you guys are doing full release in. Uh, well, the, you know what? It was just in ten theaters in Detroit, and I don't know that it's still in there. It was about like three weeks ago. It was in a whole bunch of theaters in Detroit. Mm-hmm. But now, but now it's coming out digitally in I think the twenty fifth. February twenty fifth. Yeah. And okay. Yeah, so, yeah. So definitely, so I days, yeah. And we'll keep every, we'll keep, you know, there's a Facebook page, and then Dark Star Pictures has Twitter. My Twitter is eighty mags, um, a d e y m a g g s, and we'll just keep everybody updated um, on where where it is, where you can find it. The plane, right. you can definitely find it on the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring <laughs> tissues. Perfect. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, um, I don't, I don't know if there's, if there's any, uh, anything else you guys want to throw out there for anybody that hasn't seen uh, goalie yet, uh, or, or if there's something that uh, for the Detroit Red Wing fan, you guys want to make sure they know uh, before, before we sign off here. But I know for me, I just want to make sure I say again that as a Detroit Red Wing fan, uh, I just, I. I might as well have been watching it on a plane because I, I, I do cry easily. So I, <laughs> I get emotional when I see this kind of stuff. And especially now with, uh, we've, I've brought it up a couple of times and anybody who's a fan of the show knows I just had my first baby girl, but, uh, 
seeing the struggles of, of Terry really, uh, really touched me and I can feel it in my throat because I do cry so easily that I'm already starting. Uh, just talking about my daughter. Not even good. Don't worry. I'm not even going to mention Toy Story 3. Don't oh, worry Jesus. about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, for me as a Red Wing fan, again, as, as somebody that uh, we live in Detroit, so we, we, we've been, um, we, we take the full nosedive into Terry Sawchuck and, and what he meant for the city. Uh, so this, this does mean the world, I think, to any Red Wings fan. But um, like I said, as, as the creators of the film, as the creatives, um, I, I, I just wanted to give you guys that opportunity to speak to the, before I start crying, uh, to speak to the Detroit <laughs> Red Wings fan. Uh, yeah, well, I, I would say, important. you go ahead, you go ahead. I, I think it's important that Mark speak. <laughs> <laughs> Weird, I was going to say the same thing. Uh, I think uh, what an impasse. Yeah, I, I think it's a, I think it's an interesting time right now for movies uh, that you know we're getting kind of bombarded with a lot of um, ideas that we've seen before and that are kind of rehashed. And as a big movie lover, uh, I think it's always um, uh, more interesting for an audience member to go see something that's not something that's you've seen before. And same for, so that goes for people who aren't hockey fans. It's something different. So I think it's something that's cool to challenge yourself to watch something that you might not know that much about or is different from the things that are out in the theaters right now. So I'd say take a chance and watch something that, you know, maybe a story you don't know that well, or if you do know it that well, of course, you'd be more interested to see it. And for Red Wings fans, I'm hoping you get Lafreniere, man. All the best. Yeah, and I think it's a different kind of sports movie. I think that um, we've seen the sports movie where the victory at the end kind of, you know, saves everything. And in, 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 although, you know, there is a, a kind of sports victory towards the end, it's not really saying that, you know, the fans cheering for you or you winning in the game is, is, is going to be what saves you emotionally. And I think, you know, we've seen that movie a lot in the 80s and 90s, but with CT and stuff like that, we're really exploring the fact that that doesn't necessarily um, fix a hero. So what's beautiful and redemptive and loving of Terry Such about this movie isn't, is, is something bigger and greater. And, and, but it is extremely loving of Detroit and it's extremely loving of Terry himself. Yeah. Well, I, I, I got to throw in one more thanks for you guys for coming on the show. It, it means the world to us. Um, we, you, you may have been introduced to the entire podcast network, the Hockey Podcast <laughs> Network. Um, but yeah, we're, we're growing. So I, I, I don't know how many folks brought in the whole story, but being so, so young and, and we are finding some success. But obviously, uh, for us to get you guys on the show, it, it really does mean the world. And uh Thank you so much, and uh, I, I wish you guys all the luck moving forward into the uh, now we're uh, into the digital release here. Thanks Thank so much. Nice meeting you guys. Yeah, really fun talking to you guys. Yeah, it was an it yeah. was an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much.
Hi everybody, this is Matt Klink of the Brothers of Discussion, reminding you that you can find the Brothers of Discussion at BODpodcast.com, BrothersofDiscussion.com, find us on Twitter at BODpodcast, and of course we are bringing you content every Thursday, if not during every Monday Night Raw, every NXT show, every AEW Dynamite, every SmackDown, every pay-per-view, every major show happening in the United States, the Brothers of Discussion are covering it, so if you want good wrestling coverage come to the brothers of discussion thanks everybody